Shalom Alchem. Peace be upon you. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website can be found at www.scriptureprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, today we are resuming our study in the book of 2 Samuel. We're ready for chapters 10 and 11 this morning. Chapter 10 just deals with more war stuff. Uh... It uh, has to do with the Ammon- Ammonite and Syrian War. So, nothing too exciting, but chapter 11 deals with the famous great sin of David. Where he essentially takes another man's wife, has that man murdered. And it uh, actually ends with a pretty obvious uh, statement The very last sentence says, But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. Of course, uh, no kidding, right? And then next week we'll deal with David's repentance. So this week it's just this sin, the famous great sin of David with the beautiful woman Bathsheba. And so that is what is on the agenda today. My prayer is that The reading will bless you and speak to you and give you wisdom, give you some encouragement, strengthen you in your faith, and I just pray you be blessed this morning. All right, let's dig right in and see what it has to say for us today. Chapter 10, 2 Samuel, King James Bible. And it came to pass after this that the king of the children of Ammon died, and Hanun his son reigned in his stead. Then David said, I will show kindness unto Hanun, the son of Nahash, as his father showed kindness unto me. And David sent to comfort him by the hand of his servant for his father. And David's servants came into the land of the children of Ammon. And the prince of the children of Ammon said unto Hanun, their lord, Thinkest thou that David doth honor thy father, that he hath sent comforters unto thee? Hath not David rather sent his servants unto thee to search the city, and to spy it out, and to overthrow it? Wherefore Hanun took David's servants, and shaved off one half their beards, and cut their garments in the middle, even to their buttocks, and sent them away. And when they told it to David, he sent to meet them, because the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, Tarry at Jericho until your beards be grown, and then return. And when the children of Ammon saw that they stank before David, the children of Ammon sent and hired the Syrians of Beth-Reob, and the Syrians of Zobah, twenty thousand footmen, and of King Maach, a thousand men, and of Ishtab twelve thousand men. And when David heard of it, he sent Joab and all the hosts of the mighty men. And the children of Ammon came out and put the battle in array at the entering of the gate. And the Syrians of Zobah and of Rehob and of Ishtab and of Maach were by themselves in the field. When Joab saw the front of the battle was against him before and behind, He chose of all the choice men of Israel, and put them in array against the Syrians. And the rest of the people he delivered into the hand of Abishai his brother, 
that he might put them in array against the children of Ammon. And he said, If the Syrians be too strong for me, then thou shalt help me. But if the children of Ammon be too strong for thee, then I shall come and help thee. Be of good courage, and let us play. The men for our people, and for the cities of our God, and the Lord, do that which seemeth him good. And Joab drew nigh, and the people that were with him, unto the battle against the Syrians, and they fled before him. And when the children of Ammon saw the Syrians were fled, and fled they also before Abishai, and entered into the city, so Joab returned from the children of Ammon, and they came to Jerusalem. And when the Syrians saw that they were smitten before Israel, they gathered themselves together. And had and Hadarezer sent, and bought, brought out the Syrians that were beyond the river, and they came to Halam. And Shobak, the captain of the host of Hadazer, Hadrezer, went before them. And when it was told to David, he gathered all Israel together and passed over Jordan and came to Halam. And the Syrians set themselves in array against David and fought with him. And the Syrians fled before Israel, and David slew the men of seven hundred chariots of the Syrians and forty thousand horsemen, and smote Shobach, the captain of their host, who died there. And when all the kings that were servants to Hadarezer saw that they were smitten before Israel, they made peace with Israel and served them. So the Syrians feared to help the children of Ammon any more. Chapter 11 And it came to pass, after the year was expired, at the time when the kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him, and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon, and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. And it came to pass in the evening tide that David arose from off his bed. He walked upon the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her, and she came in unto him. And he lay with her, for she was purified from her uncleanliness. And she returned unto her house. And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. And David sent to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. And when Uriah was come unto him, David demanded of him how Joab did, and how the people did, and how the war, the war prospered. And David said to Uriah, Go down to thy house and wash thy feet. And Uriah departed out of the king's house. And there followed him a mess of meat from the king. But Uriah slept at the door of the house of the king's house with all the servants of the Lord, of his Lord, and went not down to his house. And when they had told David, saying, Uriah went not down unto his house, David said unto Uriah, Camest thou not from thy journey? Why then didst thou not go down unto thy house? And Uriah said unto David, The ark and Israel and Judah abide in tents, and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go into my house 
to eat and drink and to lie with my wife? As thou livest, and as thou soul liveth, I will not do this thing. David said to Uriah, Tarry here today also, and tomorrow I will let thee depart. So Uriah abode in Jerusalem that day and the morrow. And when David had called him, he did eat and drink before him, and he made him drunk. And at even he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of his Lord, but went not down to his house. And it came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter to Joab, and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter, saying, Set ye Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle, and retire ye from him, that he may be smitten and die. And it came to pass, when Joab observed the city, that he assigned Uriah into a place where he knew that valiant men were. And the men of the city went out and fought with Joab, and there fell some of the people of the servants of David, and Uriah the Hittite died also. Then Joab sent and told David all the things concerning the war, and charged the messengers, saying, When thou hast made an end of telling the matters of the war unto the king, and if so be that the king's wrath arise, and he say unto thee, Wherefore approached ye so nigh unto the city when ye did fight? Know ye not that they would shoot from the wall? Who smote Abimelech, the son of Jerubbesheth? Did not a woman cast a piece of millstone upon him from that wall that he died in Thebes? Why went she nigh to the wall? Then say thou, Thy servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. So the messenger went, and he came, and he showed David all that Joab had sent for him. And the messenger said unto David, Surely the men prevailed against us, and came out unto us into the field, and we were upon them even unto the entering of the gate. And the shooters shot from off the wall of thy servants, and some of the king's servants be dead. And thy servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. Then David said unto the messenger, Thus shalt thou say unto Joab, let not this things displease thee, for the sword devour one as well as another. Make thy battle more strong against the city, and overthrow it, and encourage thou him. And when the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah her husband was dead, she mourned for her husband. And when the morning was past, David sent and fetched her to his house, and she became his wife, and bare him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord." And that is the story. You know, most of us have heard the story, but maybe some of you haven't actually read it. You just know the story from preachers and things like that. Let's just say this was wrong in so many ways. So let me just kind of recap and make it clear. David sees this beautiful woman bathing, sends his servants to fetch her, brings her into his house, and lays with her. And, uh, of course, that does, it doesn't give us many details, but it would be very difficult for Bathsheba to put off these advances from the king of all Israel. Nonetheless, she's impregnated. She tells him that he's pregnant, and he comes up with an idea. Okay, the way out of this is simply to bring her husband Uriah back, and he can lay with her, and then he'll think the child is his. Brings Uriah back, but Uriah refuses to do unrighteousness. He refuses to go enjoy himself and lay with his wife because he th says, man, the ark is 
in a tent. Uh, Let's just read exactly what he says. And Uriah went down to his house and he said, Why didn't you go to your house? And Uriah said to David, The ark and Israel and Judah abide in tents. And my lord Joab, that is like the captain of the army, and the servants of my lord are encamped in the open fields. So he's like, look, all Israel's at war, and my lord and my my brothers in arms are at war, and, and in the fields right now, shall I then go? Should I then go to my house, eat and drink, and lie with my wife, like and enjoy being a normal? No way am I going to do that. So David thinks, well, I'll just get him drunk, and then he'll go home and do that. So he gets Uriah drunk. Uriah still refuses to go to his house. So then David comes up with the scheme. Well, I'll just put him in the hottest part of the battle and tell the troops to tell Joab, the captain, to withdraw from him so that he's kind of left on his own and he'll die in the war, which is exactly what happens. And then Joab sends word back to the king. And uh, he knows the king will be upset that they made some errors in the battle in that they got too close to the walls and some of the men were shot from the walls and even like a stone was thrown from the wall by a woman and killed some of his servants. But he says, when David gets all worked up about this and upset, say, hey, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. So hint, hint, this is why this happened. We did what you said. David said, and so David's like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, when you're in war, people die. And then, of course, Bathsheba mourns her, the death of her husband. But when the morning was passed, David fetched her, and she became one of his wives and bared him the son, of course. And then the very last line, but the thing that David had done displeased the Lord, which is an understatement, right? And next week we'll read about uh, David being confronted about this sin and his repentance. And uh, we'll talk all about that next week. You know, one thing that's worth noting is that David, and it's a warning to us all, is that sometimes when we're really being blessed by God and things are going good, we make the mistake of getting comfortable. And we make the mistake of... It's like we, we just become foolish. You know, David, up until this point, had always went out to war with his men. Every time. He wouldn't just tell his men to go to war. He would lead his men. And now he's gotten comfortable. And he's like, I'm just going to stay back. And now he's left to himself. He's all alone. No accountability. He's being comfortable. He's, he's relaxed. His guard is down. And then the temptation comes. And on a similar way, this happens to us all the time. You let your guard down. You get comfortable in your faith. You get comfortable in your walk. Maybe you don't put up enough guardrails for yourself. And before you know it, temptation comes and you fall. Just like David. Maybe in a different way. Maybe with a different sin. But the same scenario nonetheless. So be on guard. That's why Paul talks about all this armor, right? Get the shield of, get your shield up, get your breastplate on, get your helmet on, gird yourself with your belt, like armor up. 
because you're in a war every day against the enemy. You get too relaxed and get too comfortable and you let your guard down, the enemy's going to shoot an arrow right into you. So be on guard. That would be my message for all of you this morning. I pray you've been blessed by the podcast. I hope it speaks to your heart, pierces your heart, and is causing you to draw ever more closely to God. If you like what's being done here, please consider supporting it by becoming a Patreon subscriber. You can do that by going to scriptureandprophecy.com. You can also support through the mail or PayPal if you prefer. Thank you for your prayers and your support. That's all I have for you today. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.